Before we start today's podcast, the Truth About Aging wish to acknowledge that this episode has been recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people. We pay our deepest respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge the Ghana people as the custodians of the Adelaide region and that their cultural and heritage beliefs are still as important to the living Ghana people today. everyone and welcome to the Truth About Aging podcast. I'm your host, Kate Helmore. Each week we'll be unpacking your questions about the aged care sector, discussing how to age well, grow old and make informed decisions. Let's get started. Hello friends and welcome back to episode 23 of the Truth About Aging podcast. Today's episode is part two of a chat with my beautiful mum. If you haven't already listened to part one, I encourage you to go back and start there because we very much just flow through from where we were in the last episode. In this episode, we talk through tips or tools three, four, and five, which includes a bit of a not quite guided meditation, but a heart breathing exercise at the end, which is such a beautiful little moment to pause and reflect and find some things to be grateful for in our days. So I really hope you enjoy today's episode as much as I adored recording it. And without further ado, we will jump straight back into the interview with my mum. Okay. Number three is connecting with nature. Mm -hmm. Now, Bear with me on this because potentially that may sound a little simplistic and a little obvious. I want to just just weave in a bit of science to this. But um, when I'm talking about connecting to nature, I'm meaning in two ways. One is just physically being out in nature if you can, outdoors. So um, depending on your mobility, that may be sitting under a tree in your backyard in your retirement village. Or if you're more mobile, it could be, you know, getting down to the beach or going anywhere, right? Just, I'm meaning just being outdoors with something green (laughs) Um, and just visually seeing that is incredibly soothing for our brain. But then if you really want to amp it up, one of the most powerful things that you can do, I think is very underrated is to actually make connection with earth so take your shoes off and let them stand on be in connection with the grass or the pebbles or the sand or the rocks Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter earth when we connect with earth there's there's a natural electric charge that goes through from the earth through our body and it really stabilizes our physiology this is this is a science-based thing google it if you feel a little skeptical but it, it's great for inflammation, for pain, for stress, and it is such a free, simple, accessible, beautiful thing to do. So mm-hmm. don't underestimate the power of just being around nature and particularly being actually in touch, you know, literally touching mm-hmm. earth. I think it's one of those things that is when you say it, it just makes sense because, yeah, you right. know, you go out for a walk to the park or you go sit and read your book in the sunshine or you know, mm. you, even just getting out to the local shops and you walk between the car park and the shopping centre and feeling the sun on you, those little mm-hmm. things, those little moments of connection in nature, 
they mm. just feel good and it just makes mm. sense that that it has that actual flow on effect to mm. our physiology and mentality and all those other things because mm. it just feels good <laughs> it really does yeah as you say you intuitively know that sometimes we just have to be intentional about it it might mm. be a little bit cool outside today and you think oh it's a bit chilly or it might be a little bit hot but see if you can find a place under the shade if it's hot see if you can put a rug around you if it's a bit cool but yeah just doing being intentional to get outside and connecting your actual skin onto the earth great great benefits mm-hmm. beautiful all righty so number three is nature number four Okay, number four is let's get social. Your relationships mm-hmm. really matter. Again, a bit like they're connecting with nature, we know this, right? I just want to perhaps offer some deeper meaning as to, to the why and therefore hopefully you'll it'll make more sense to put in the effort. Some people, all their lives are more naturally extroverted and some are more naturally introverted. If you have this introversion and you're getting older, and your friends are dying, and you're feeling more isolated, it can meld together to not make you feel like you actually want to be around other people. Yeah. Um, is this just an invitation to say, a bit like gratitude, you don't have to, there's no number of friends you have to have or a specific way to do it. What does matter is that you've got a couple of people in your life that you know care about you and have your back and that you place a a priority on being around people even if you don't feel like it because mm-hmm. all of the evidence says we are a social species we are made to be around people and loneliness is one of the most depleting states that we can be in and it's very sad and difficult and challenging to be lonely so mm-hmm. you can build some connections, but one of the greatest and easiest ways to build authentic connections is with things that you share in common. So that's why it can be really helpful to think, yeah, if if I've always loved books, then where am I going to find other people that love books? Probably the library. So why don't I go and hang there for a bit and maybe join a book club at the library? Or if you've always loved dogs, where are you going to find dogs? Well, maybe at the RSPCA and you could go and volunteer to walk some dogs around there or something. You're going to find like-minded people. Try and move into spaces where you're going to find like-minded people and then your brain will feel a, a much more automatic and authentic connection and that helps it to feel good, to feel this deeper sense of, of yeah, relationship around you. It's mm. really, really soothing for the brain. Mm. And I think as you touched on, it's often the last thing you feel like doing when you are feeling isolated or you are feeling down. The thought of getting yourself up and getting out to the, you know, have a chat with your barista at the coffee shop is the last thing you feel like doing. But Mm -hmm. it is really, I guess, important in those moments to remember the benefits that you will feel (laughs) if you actually Mm-hmm. I guess, get yourself to actually go, go and do it. And I think also, particularly yeah. for people that are more naturally introverted, it is, as mm. you kind of touched on, finding people that you can really connect with on a really genuine level that over time it becomes, again, like any of the things that we're saying, it it becomes easier because it becomes part of your routine or part of that habit that 
Yep. It's not as confronting each time and you do get to know them better and you feel more comfortable around them and, you know, whether yep. that is finding people that in in social groups or at your local shops or, you know, even keeping in touch with your family or doing things with mm. them. It There's so many different ways to connect with it, but I think making the effort when you probably feel like you don't want to is probably the most important mm. time to be able to do it. Mm-mm. That's exactly right. It, it, it's the hardest time is when you need it the most and it's yeah. the hardest because you, you're depleted. So start really small. Just you, it may be first up if you depending on where you're at, but it, if the most you can do is walk out to your front gate and just say hi to someone walking by and then walk back inside, then start there. It, mm-hmm. it matters that you start. But as I said, really important bit is Think about the stuff that you enjoy and then think where will there be a cluster of people that are going to share that joy and if you can get yourself into that environment, it will feel most easy and aligned and natural. Yeah. Beautiful. And it can help to um, to think beforehand just a couple of questions you could have up your sleeve so you don't walk in and freeze. So think beforehand okay, what's a couple of questions? People love talking about themselves generally. So if, <laughs> yeah. you, if you ask a question, you might say, I'm going to go in and the, I'm going to find someone and I'm going to ask them, how long have you been doing this for? Or what joy does it bring you doing this? Or what brought you here today? Or just have a few questions ready so that then it doesn't feel so difficult and challenging and you're ready just to hit the ground running when you get there. Yeah. Yeah, such a good point. Just makes it that little bit less daunting when you've got those few conversation starters up your sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask someone what they're grateful for. <laughs> yes. Go right back around to number one. <laughs> All right. So number four was social connections. What is number five? Okay, the last one is actually an exercise I would like to talk through. And I thought maybe, Kate, if you were up for it, I could invite you to maybe do it live with me in a moment sure. once I've explained it. Thank you. Good sport. Um, <laughs> so this this one is called a heart-brain connection or heart-brain coherence is its proper name, but it's often referred to as heart breathing. So I'll, I'll explain the tool and, and how it works first and then we'll explain how you do it because it's really what I love about heart breathing is it's very science-based, it's a very validated tool. So we know that it's not just a guesswork thing. It really has a big impact on the brain. But I also love it because it's easily accessible, it's quick to use, and it and it has quite a profound impact on how you feel. So what it's about, and I'll, I'll, I'll summarise this as succinctly as I can, basically if you think the head all the stuff we do in our brain is primarily where our fear comes from. It comes back to that primal thing I was talking about. We have a little thing called the amygdala in our brain, which is our fight and flight response. So we spend um, a lot of time being on alert. And then our heart, so there's a place called the Heart Math Institute that's done all this work. But the Heart Math Institute's been able to show that our heart is where our is an independent thinking organ. So the heart, in fact, has 40,000 neurons in it. So the same way our brain has neurons, so does the heart. It thinks independently. And the heart is much more about its nurturing, soothing, 
wisdom. It's the really calming, centered place for us. So what happens though is we spent through life, we kind of lose connection with our heart and we've learned to spend a disproportionate amount of time and value we place on what's coming out of our brain. So this exercise is one that specifically relinks the brain into the heart, which again is our soothing, centering, nurturing place. So the heart then connects in with the brain and it soothes the brain. So we feel less stressed, less anxious. The pain, the levels of pain aren't quite as intense and it's really soothing. We sleep a whole lot better. It's just such a centering, loving, beautiful exercise. And like with most things, just doing it once, you you likely feel some benefits, but the great benefits come if you do this as a daily practice. I normally suggest to my clients that they do it last thing at night before they go to sleep. And then you just sleep so much more peacefully and deeply because your brain is connected into your heart. It's 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 relaxed. It's ready to drift into a deep sleep. I think the times yeah. that I have done it have been amazing, but it is definitely, I'll be the first to put my hand up and say I have fallen out of the practice. And this is probably a very timely reminder for me to refocus Great. on it because it is a, it's a beautiful thing to get into the habit of. Great. All right. Do you want me to explain it then? Please do because I actually yeah. don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I love your honesty. Um, (laughs) Okay, so there's three steps. I'll explain the steps and then we'll do one together. So the three steps are this. The first step is we bring our breathing down to a very long, slow, rhythmical breath. Just to give you a guide, we're not by long, what I mean by long and slow, roughly five seconds in, five seconds out. But I don't want you counting. That's distracting. That's just to give you a guide. So we just want this long, slow breath in and a long, slow breath out. And just let that be as long and as slow as you can without it being forced. So that's the first step, long, slow Mm -hmm. breathing. Second step is we then imagine, because we want to draw our brain's attention into our heart space. So we now imagine that this beautiful, long, slow breath is coming, is actually coming in through our heart and out of our heart, that's why we call this heart breathing. It's like my heart is breathing in and my heart is breathing out. Now, if that's a bit too much of a stretch for you, because some people would say to me, oh, Steph, that's ridiculous. It's my lungs that are breathing. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, you, if you feel like that, at least imagine it's your chest expanding and your chest contracting. Mm-hmm. That's good. We just want to draw our brain's attention down to that chest area. But if you can imagine it's your heart, great. So first step, slow breath. Second step, we're breathing through our heart or chest. And then the third and final step is that we now are going to draw, to bring forth, there's four emotions that the Heart Math Institute has been able to measure that amplify our heart energy the most. So what we've done by slowing down our breathing is we've now slowed down our brain a little, our brainwave state. And then what we want to do is really amplify our heart energy, almost make get the heart to scream so it can connect to the brain because the brain slowed down, the heart screaming out, and the two of them can join again. Beautiful. So the four emotions that amplify our heart energy the most are these four, gratitude or appreciation, 
so they're quite similar. This so this sense of feeling grateful or a sense of appreciation, or compassion or care. So how that would look is compassion would be if you know someone you knew was really struggling at the moment, and and you would think to yourself, wow. I'm really hold Kate in my heart at the moment. I'm really sorry for her struggle and that she's suffering and I really wish her well because I care about her. Mm-hmm. So that would be the sort of thing with compassion and care or gratitude, similar to what I said before. You could hold into, feel into someone in your life that enhances your life, that you're just really thankful they're a good person to you and feel into that person and your thankfulness gratefulness towards them Mm -hmm. so any of those emotions and then we just hold that that feeling for a couple of minutes that's all just and you can you could rotate through a few people you might you know in my case I I often think about my beautiful husband my beautiful children my beautiful family members I can rotate through them and my heart is just bursting with how thankful I am for the amazing people in my life and then you go off to sleep it's as simple Mm -hmm. as that or you can do it during the day if you need a boost during the day. You don't have to go off to sleep, but yeah, um, they're the three steps. Any questions about that? No, I do remember what it is now, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> good, good student. Do you want to do one together? Sure. If so, so for people listening to the podcast, if you're able to, if you're not driving, maybe even if you're driving, you could do it. But can I just invite everyone to join in? Because I think once you feel it. Mm. Um, it's not just, you're not just listening to it thinking, oh yeah, that makes sense, but you can feel the difference. So let's do this together. First Mm -hmm. of all, just invite you to bring your breath down nice and slow. So a long breath in and a long breath out and in. and out and you just continue with that to settle into whatever long slow rhythm feels most comfortable for you and as you settle into that rhythm I now invite you to just imagine that beautiful long slow breath is now coming in through your heart or your chest so really notice the chest or heart expanding with that breath. And then it contracts with the out breath. So we've got this lovely heart breathing. And as you continue that long, slow breathing, I now just invite you to think about someone that you're really grateful for or someone that you know might be suffering or struggling at the moment. And just feel into a sense of gratitude or compassion for that person that you're holding in your thoughts right now. Continue that lovely slow breathing and feeling into those warm emotions toward that person you care about. Feeling into that. Letting that sense permeate your body. Notice their smile, what you love about them. And then as you're ready, just return your breath to its normal state. 
And then if it were nighttime, you could roll over and go to sleep. But that's (laughs) as simple as it is. Did you do it, Kate? I did. I did. It was actually, oh, just lovely. It was kind of perfect timing in that um, literally just before we started recording, Ben, my partner, (laughs) came home with a little bag of my favourite Hague's chocolates just for no reason, just because I just thought I'd get these for you today. (laughs) And it was just such a beautiful, it's such a, for people that know Ben, it's just such a him thing to do. But it was just Mm. one of those beautiful moments that I just sat there and went, oh, that's just, what a beautiful human. So it was a very easy one to draw on tonight. (laughs) Oh, good, good. Well, if you listeners do that as a daily practice over time so the there's this thing called the vagus nerve that joined the brain to the heart and it strengthens that connection in the vagus nerve so it becomes more permanently connected so mm-hmm. you stay in this much more soothed state very good for um, anxiety as well but just good for feeling good so they're yeah. my kind of key five things there's a million I could talk all day and all night about this but I'm so grateful to have an opportunity to share a few anyway oh no they are fantastic and I think there's such for for each of those five there's some really tangible things that you can take away from that and I think you Mm. know of those some will resonate more with people than others and Mm -hmm. it's not you know you don't have to do all five or nothing it might mm. just be that connecting with nature feels really intuitive to you and that's something that you can really hone in on or the mm. heart-brain connection something that feels really right and natural and that's something you work into your routine. I, I think mm. sometimes we make things feel unachievable because we feel like we have to do 100% or nothing and mm. even just implementing a few of these little things, even if you're doing them once a week or twice a week, it just helps add to that overall sense of well-being and and positive aging that you can kind of Mm. get a greater sense of the good things in your life and feel more connected and feel more in control of those things that you do still have control of I just think there's some some beautiful tools in there that people can pull away from that as well Mm -mm. thank you that is such a good summary and so important what you said do the ones that feel right to you if if they don't feel right you won't get the benefit anyway yeah these are just broadly As I said at the opening, these are the ones I chose because they're most broadly accepted, but they're not for everybody. So you do pick the ones that are for you and then you're likely to do them. And, I, you know, I can just chuck in, I'm I'm confident you're going to talk about this at another point, which is why I didn't specifically raise it today. Mm. But um, obviously movement and exercise and eating well and sleeping well, they contribute significantly to your mental and physical health so they kind of go without saying these are these extra things yeah yeah so true mm. I think they're kind of the foundational ones that we kind of we hear a lot yes. about but these are the yes. beautiful kind of little extra bits that you can add on the side as well mm-hmm. yeah oh thank you so much for coming on today I really appreciate you joining us and I'm sure there'll be things that anyone of any age can take out of the Mm. tools and tricks that you've shared with us today so thank you so much for coming on and sharing that wisdom with us oh it's just been so exciting (laughs) I've just I've loved it I love talking about this and I've just bloody love talking to you so this has just been a a mum's delight my heart is filled thank you what a combo 